0: Never had a relationship with a tree. Joe Souchere.
1: We're back on Garage Logic, 82 degrees. I believe still mostly sunny outside. I understand it's supposed to cloud up a little bit more uh, later today and tonight, and then maybe some rain moving in late this evening. I know, Rook, I'm going to be out at the Torchlight 5K tonight. I was really torn. There was a couple of great things going on tonight that were right in my wheelhouse. Uh, I'd like to run the Torchlight 5K right down the Aquitennial Parade Route right. every year. It's a great time. starts at 730 by the Basilica, and then you run down to like the St. Anthony, Main area where they have... A couple of cold beverages available Ooh. along the river. It's usually a, a great time. Uh, but also tonight, have you ever been a fan <sighs> of the Lamont Cranston Band? Yes. They are playing in Excelsior Commons down oh. right along Lake Minnetonka uh, tonight from, I think, 7 to 9. And the race is from 7.30. Uh, well, I should be done by 8, but I don't think I can get to Excelsior before their last song. So I'm, I'm still kind of torn between yeah, which, the two.
2: You're going to run. I what know. What to you. do? I know. I'm probably going run. to run. You're going to run.
1: I didn't run this morning because I thought, well, I'll run tonight. So I that was my excuse for sleeping in this morning. So if I don't run and I just go to listen to Lamont Cranston, then I've just bingo, bingo, yeah, I've thrown everything off. Uh, hey, let's talk about uh, the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Reavers, you over there? Talk to me. Should they be buyers or should they be sellers? Well, they are. Let, before, let me give. Yep. Let me just tell you where they are right now. Their record is 44 and 50. Which is not great, however, uh, they're in second place in the central seven and a half games back they finished the break what were they eight and two
3: nine and two on their home nine stand. and
1: two on the home Ooh. stand. so they were they were sizzling hot now they go to Kansas City for three games then Toronto and Boston which is no picnic. but if let's just say they can sweep Kansas City get within three games of 500, let's say maybe they're five or six games out of first because Indians have been struggling. What do you do?
3: Well, and and that's why they are in this situation because of the division that they play in. You know, Cleveland, obviously, I, I still believe is the best team in this division, but they have shown a lot of weaknesses. And if they don't get any bullpen help, they're they're going to be you know one and out in the in the playoffs. But the thing that the Twins, I guess, have is they have time right now. You have just shy of two weeks before the deadline on the thirty first, and you were kind of waiting for the first. Big name to move, and that's you know, Machado's essentially traded to the Dodgers right now. They have some pieces that they could move, but they also have time to see if they can somewhat get, which is laughable to think about at this point, but to see if they can get back into it. I personally think that they should wait until the last minute to move, which is July
1: 31st, right? Unless
3: you're being, unless you are blown away for a guy like Brian Dozier, Eduardo Escobar, or one of their pitchers, whether it's a starter or a relief pitcher. I don't know how much of a market that there's going to be for any of their players, but if if you are blown away, then you, then you have to move that player.
1: Well, you would think there would be a, a market for a guy like Dozier. Uh, but he hasn't really...
3: He's been hot lately, but he had a terrible first half of the season. He wasn't that good, and he's still only hitting... What two twenty? He's up to two thirty, but two thirty. You know, okay, and,
1: but uh, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, he's got sixteen home runs. So he he's, does. He's and still like a lot of pace for twenty five to thirty home runs, mm-hmm. even though he's not having a great season. And he's been a
3: player who has routinely had really good second halves of season. I know Pat's gonna argue because there's only forty two percent left of the season, but he's been a guy that that has had really good second halves of seasons. Um, so if yeah, if, if someone that missed out on a guy like. Manny Machado calls you and says, hey, we're willing to give you X, Y, and Z, then, yeah, you, you need to make that move.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be a, a tough decision because you remember last year the Twins started selling while at the same time they started winning. <laughs> and then they ended up getting one of the wild card spots. Well, they
3: were the best team in baseball in the month of August last year, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Which is
1: which is amazing. And now you would think, well, if if they can get Buxton and Sano back and they can be anything close to what they've looked like At sporadic times in their career, you would think, well, hey, maybe we still have a chance this year. But then you look at the fact that Sano is back in the Dominican Republic right Mm -hmm. now, tending to a family matter.
3: And Buxton's hurt again. And
1: Buxton is hurt again. It seems to be a minor injury. The Sano thing doesn't seem to be serious in the Dominican. But again, more distractions. It just seems like it's impossible to get these guys Back on the same page. Well,
3: and the situation that the Twins are in currently, the only way that you can make the postseason is winning the division. You're not getting one of the wild card spots. You're too far back. Well, you're, frankly,
1: we don't want a wild card spot, do we? I mean, you saw how it's such a buzzkill. You get in one game. But well, you
3: are still getting a chance to compete yeah, in the postseason. Yeah, you do. But yeah, I mean, you're basically playing for the rights to either go to Boston or to go to New York because those are one of those two teams, whichever doesn't win the East, is going to be the home team in the wild card.
1: Yeah. but But if you win the division, you're guaranteed more than one game. Yes. So, and that's, you know. So it, it and frankly, to be honest,
3: as a Twins follower and fan, I I don't want to see them sell right now. Let's see what they do over the next two weeks. I mean, yeah, if they go to Kansas City and barf all over themselves, and then. <laughs> Which they've done, by the way, in Kansas City this year, given how rotten the Royals. Are we Are we talking
1: about after the game, well, the, or are we talking about during the actual games? You know, put your money others.
3: where your mouth is. I guess if you're the players, if you, if you know, I know a lot of them have said, you know, don't don't count us out yet. Okay, well then go out and win a couple of series here and make things interesting.
1: Yeah, and and they certainly have the opportunity to do that. Uh, whether they will or not remains to be seen. But because it's gonna... there's
3: nothing worse than than a long. Really bad baseball summer.
1: Oh, I know it. And and when and, and I'm a season ticket holder, and so I'm out there quite a bit. But you don't want to be looking at okay, we're just playing for the future. We're like imagine
3: we're, being an Orioles fan right now. You're 41 games under 500. You you're about to move you know, your franchise player, and they're probably going to sell off more pieces.
1: Yeah, but they're only 39 and a half games out. Oh my God. So they still that have a... That is amazing. So That's an saying, amazing statistic. And
3: being in that division, I mean, going up against Boston and New York every year, you're already, even if you have a good team, you have an uphill battle.
1: Yeah, and you'll, and, you'll look, and you'll look at Tampa Bay, they're in that division who we're going to be playing here shortly, or no, I guess we're going to Toronto, but Tampa Bay is 49 and 47, so they're Two games over 500, and they're 18 games out. If they were in our division, they would be three games out. Of oh, first wow.
3: place. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's uh, Nobody said baseball is fair. No. Uh, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. Sometimes the division, sometimes the central division, not very often, but sometimes it's pretty strong. But it's no coincidence that the East tends to always be pretty competitive because that's where the money is.
3: Well, and you look at... You know, we've we've discussed at length on this station the, the problems that baseball has. And I know I love baseball and I'll watch all the time, but I'm not going to sit here and say it doesn't have problems with whether it's pace of play, what have you. But to me, the biggest obstacle that baseball currently faces is the imbalance of play. You have five teams that have a legitimate shot in the American League, two that probably will rep. You know, other than that, the rest of the league is is average or, or really poor. Yeah. And the same thing in the National League. You know, it's the Dodgers, the Cubs, uh, you know, even Washington was expected to compete and they're they're way out of it. I, I just the imbalance right now in baseball is what I think is 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 really going to become the problem because most of the teams have know that they realistically have no shot of winning a World Series.
1: But that's even worse in the NBA. The NBA, how many teams legitimately have a shot to win the NBA title?
3: But that's why football is as dominant as it is because 70% of of the league thinks they've got a chance to win
1: and yeah it's and so i don't know what the answer is obviously major league baseball does not have a salary cap no but they have that luxury tax thing that the yankees it is in some ways worked to get them to keep their payroll down a little bit because they got tired of subsidizing the rest of the league but you know i don't i don't know what to do but our our division the, the twins clearly should be much better than they are at least they had the potential to they be. they have
3: underperformed at this point but yes. with
1: Buxton and Sanau uh, having difficulties in the pitchers that we signed not doing as well as anticipated it's you know what you get is six games under 500 right so I don't know where we go from here but you can't
2: automate I mean automa- you're not of course it's obvious you're not going to play Kansas City every single game to pad so is that a real when you get to 500 or above 500 that may not be a reflection of how good your yes. ball club is. Well,
1: and that's what we usually find out in the playoffs, right, Reavers? We well, go play the Yankees. Yeah. After we've been beaten up on the Tigers and and the Royals some seasons, and but then you go.
3: It's the cyclical nature too of baseball, Rook. Where I mean, you know, Kansas City won a World Series three years ago, and they and they sold the farm to get it, and now they're paying for it because they had absolutely nothing behind all the guys they lost due to free agency because they just simply couldn't afford those mm-hmm. guys anymore. So now they got to spend the next. Five to ten years rebuilding the farm system and rebuilding the the, the franchise because that's what you have to do in baseball to, in order to compete. You just these these mid market and small market teams can't compete with the Yankees and the Red Sox, and that's why when fans of the, of the Twins always say, "Well, they need to go out," well, it, it does. It just doesn't work that oh, way. Cheap, man. Well, the Yankees um. and the Red Sox and the Dodgers and the Cubs, they're playing a, a different sport than, than than the rest of the league is, and unfortunately, that's just the reality of baseball. Because they have revenue streams that the other teams just right, don't have, right.
1: And I always laugh when they when people accuse the Polads of of being cheap. there There may have been a time when they were cheaper way back when when the economics were different. but Jim Polad does not hesitate to say, go get somebody if if the right. baseball people want somebody, I don't know many times that he has said no. And I mean, look well, I it.
3: always combat that argument too, Tom, because I 100 percent agree with you. Look at the Oakland A's. They have, I think, the second or third lowest payroll in baseball. And they're, I believe, 12 or 13 games over 500.
1: Yeah, they're 55 and 40. They're only eight games out of first. It's because they make smart,
3: calculated baseball moves to replenish and build their farm system. And
1: their owner is cheap.
3: Well, he actually... Well, and he (laughs) has to be because they play in the... Well, I guess Tampa might be the worst facility in baseball, but one of the worst facilities in all of baseball.
1: And what's amazing about what Oakland is doing is that they're only eight games out of first and they're in a division with Houston which has one of the best records in baseball. Mm-hmm. I think they're the second best record in baseball, and they're only eight games out. And we always make fun of Oakland because they're so low budget. Right. They play in a Their crappy, toilets run over, crappy, for
3: God's sake. crappy
1: ballpark. Ooh. And yet every year they seem to be in it. Yeah. So anyway, well, we'll find out here by July 31st whether the Twins will be buyers or sellers. Uh, we're going to take a break. I want to ask you guys, when you were kids, did either one of you have an, a trampoline at home?
2: Hmm.
1: Or do you have a trampoline at home now?
2: Hmm. Do I'll you answer that question? Oh
1: you will. We We're going to talk about the safety of trampolines. <laughs> Now the question is, should you be worried, baby, if your kids are out on the trampoline? I
2: guess
1: we, that's, did, that's we did have question. a trampoline.
2: You did, when you were a kid? Uh, not when I was a kid, but we had one, uh, probably, about, we got rid of it about maybe 10, 8 years ago, or 11 when, years ago. So when you were raising kids, yes, you,
3: you had one. We had one as, as uh, youth, and our neighbors have one that the boys will go over and play on and, once in a while. And
1: my kids love them, and I loved them when I was a kid. Uh, my dad was a doctor. Never allowed us to have a trampoline. Ah. Wouldn't allow us to have so motorcycles. So it's just the forbidden fruit. We you- couldn't have motorcycles, mini bikes, oh, sharp yeah. objects of any type. <laughs> uh, what, what else? You're locked in a room, huh? What else could snowmobiles? Because when he worked in emergency rooms, he saw all the different different oh. ways people would get injured. So of course he'd bring all that home. Right, right. <laughs> he'd bring all that baggage home. You know that's said, bad for you to uh, <laughs> eat
2: butter with that
1: sharp knife or. Okay, Doc. <laughs> that's, I got you. That's pretty much what it came down to. Well, the Star Tribune had an interesting uh, article in their variety section today, and the headline is Advice Bounces Off Parents. And they're saying, despite continued safety warnings, more millennial parents feel trampolines are worth the risk. Because it's interesting, the American Association of, uh, or American Academy of Pediatrics, way back when, uh, in 1977, Issued a warning about trampolines saying mm-hmm. they don't think they're safe. And it was after that point. I never remember any of the schools I was at having a trampoline. Did any of your schools? Uh, nativity
2: grade school did. Oh, it did? Well, uh, it, was, it was, but it was a fold out. You know, it wasn't constantly there. Yeah. For gym class, I think once a year or, or one week out of the year, they would bring that thing out, and that's what the gym classes were. Well, are. after
1: 1977, it, apparently most schools stopped having them because of the uh, warning from the American Academy of of pediatrics. And, you know, it, it's interesting. I, trampolines are fun. There's no question. They're a, they're a great time, but you can just see that the, the hazard is so obvious, especially when there are multiple kids on there. Oh man. You and can, and you're how often kids? were you on a tramp when you were a kid and there weren't like six of you on there? Right, right. right. And, and you, would boing, try, boing. Remember you would try to bounce the guy on the other oh, side, God, yeah. you and, you, yes, them. Yes. and you would try to launch them off the tramp if right, you could. Right. In fact, that was the goal.
2: Not a very well-thought-out plan. No. The end result could be uh, very damaging. Well, we had like, a rule, though, for ours, no flips.
1: Yeah, because that's when you start getting neck injury right. yeah. issues. No flips,
2: and we ha- they had to adhere to that. And which then, Now, understand. a
1: lot of trampolines have those, those um, safety nets on the we side. We had that, yes. They, what, what do they actually do? They don't look they keep, like they enhance. I mean, they keep you from maybe from falling onto right. the hard ground, but it doesn't. Then you've got the hard rim of the trampoline, and you could still. It's kind of a false sense of security. That's what. And apparently, there was a study done according to this article. There was a study done that showed um, there is no demonstrable improvement in the injury risk by having those safety the safety nest, nests uh nets and the padding around are more of a they make you feel good. They make you feel good. Oh the kids are fine out there. I don't need to watch them. There's a safety net in place. And it's funny, one of the things that they give some advice on on uh using trampolines and how often, again we just alluded to this, only one child should be on the bouncing surface at a time. Uh Uh-huh. About seventy five percent of trampoline injuries occur when multiple kids are jumping. Unless a kid's out there by him or herself there are always multiple
2: kids. Yeah, bouncing. and trampolines are a a, a a child magnet. Oh, absolutely! If you have a trampoline, you would you'll be the neighborhood stop. Yeah, because when we got rid of ours, there were neighbors that were down the block that had them, and that became, you know, boom. The kids were always on that trampoline.
1: Yeah, well, and it's it's funny because in this this article they they talk about. You know, when the, how they they are kind of a magnet and this doctor that's quoted who happens to be the brother of a friend of mine, he said they were just buying a new house. Uh, he's buying a new house. And when they went to the new house, there was a trampoline there and they were there showing their kids the house. And they go, oh, dad, that's cool. We get to keep the trampoline. No, because, again, he's a doctor. <laughs> right, right. And and he's an orthopedic. Now you know what Dr. Hauser used <laughs> to always say. <laughs> he's he's an orthopedic guy who, you know, saw this. My favorite a playground accident that i can ever remember i might oh. have told this story before do you it's remember the name here do you remember we? the name oh a little bit chippy bailey does that name ring a bell chippy it? bailey we had a kid in our neighborhood named chippy bailey and this was back when all of the play sets were made of rusty metal
2: oh okay do you yes. remember that yep. i mean it wasn't yep. just
1: tra- trampolines were the least of your worries back then you would have like a jungle gym where you'd climb up and then there'd be a platform up yeah. above and and, but it was all made of metal, metal I remember and, those. and it was sharp and then this thing had a sandbox down below okay and then it came with a metal bucket a sand bucket that oh, okay. with a, and a metal sh- everything was made of metal yeah. and rust was, It was I'm dirty it was a tetanus nightmare <laughs> and so one time somebody and you knew this was going to happen somebody lugs the bucket the metal bucket full of sand right. up to the platform up above and and accidentally drops it oh. and it landed on chippy bailey's head. Oh, oh, ouch. Chippy Bailey was uh there was blood. I okay. will not get any more graphic than that. Uh he was immediately carried over to my dad's to my, my house and uh, my dad's kitchen counter where he stitched up chippy bailey. This is back in the days I hope he sent him a bill. Did my Chip, uh, my Mrs. Get a this, bill? this is back in the good old days. Ah! We'll call it good. We'll call it maybe good. A, maybe a six pack at the next barbecue good, right. in the neighborhood. Right. But, you know, I still have my dad's old medical grip. The, the, oh, you bl- do? The black bag. Yeah. He's, he's got his old prescription pads in there. And, uh, you you've know, have been writing that. yourself a. Uh, oh, uh, you've been writing <laughs> Try to bring that into CVS. <laughs> right. They look at me with the arched brow when I bring that in. But, yeah, so these playgrounds, there's always been danger. Yes. We've Most of us have survived it. But if you do have a trampoline, you might want to... The best advice is parents should be out there watching, especially little kids when they're doing
2: it. And because. one of your best days is also when you give it away. Yes, I bet. You to, give it away. Kind of like
1: when you sell a boat or a cabin, <laughs> yes, right? All exactly. right, we'll take a break and we'll be back.
2: Yes, we need to take our break right now. Tomas, because Mr. Bruce Vale is waiting in the wings and he's got the Your Money Now report, comes to us courtesy of Owatana's own federated insurance. We got good news, bad news. What do you
0: got, Brucey? Well, I hope you're gonna tell me that Chippy Bailey got the nickname Buckethead after that.
1: <laughs> I that, think so. Absolutely. For yeah. this
0: day. You know, when I was a kid, trampolines were just much too dangerous. We just played with jarts.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh we're looking at a positive day in the market today.
1: Gentlemen.
0: We we here. Oh, okay, positive in the market today with the uh, stock indexes all on the plus side for now. The NASDAQ has been wavering a bit, but right now the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 78 points. The NASDAQ Composite up 2, and the S&P 500 is ahead 6 points. Target said it had its biggest day of the year for online traffic and sales Tuesday. Target hosted a one-day promotional event to overlap Amazon's Prime Day event, and Target said the most popular items were small appliances like Dyson vacuums and instant pot cookers along with personal care and beauty items and tech gadgets. Papa John's International founder John Schnatter had held talks to merge his company with Wendy's shortly before he resigned as the company's chairman over the use of a racial slur. The Wall Street Journal says the talks were preliminary and Papa John's board was aware of them. People familiar with the matter said the talks have cooled in the wake of Mr. Schnatter's resignation as chairman, but he still does own 29% of the company, I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN.
2: All right, thanks, Bruce. We'll talk to you in one hour. Hey, get your hands on our website, 1500ESPN.com, because we've got the fantasy golf challenge on right now, and you got to have all your picks in by 6:55 tomorrow a.m. So check it out. You could win two night stays. A great deal up at Craigans. They do.
4: Magic is back, and so is Johnny Height with the news. Johnny? Thanks, Tom. Sunny in 82 degrees. This update brought to you by It's Just Lunch. American League with the all-star win in extra innings last night. The lone twin there, Jose Barrios, contributed to the win with an inning of scoreless relief. Twins back at it on Friday. They'll open up a 10-game road trip in Kansas City. Uh, that road trip also includes stops in Toronto and Boston. The Lynx defeated Indiana in a day game today. The final, eighty-nine to sixty-five. Minnesota United in action tonight. You'll hear it right here. They're playing the New England Revolution at TCF Bank Stadium. Pre-match, six thirty kickoff. Seven o'clock on fifteen hundred ESPN. News notes from today. A boy who was declared missing and searched for was found dead last evening. According to the lease, at approximately 418, the Dodge County Sheriff's Office received a report of a missing seven-year-old at Naylor's Mm -hmm. Pond, north of Highway 14 in rural Dodge County. The initial report was that the boy had been swimming with friends and had been missing for about 10 minutes. Responders got there, immediately started looking in the pond and surrounding areas. Mm -hmm. At about 737, divers located the boy's body in a deeper part of the pond near the area where he was last seen by his friends. Uh, No names have been released pending notification of family. Where was this, John? Dodge Township. Oh, okay. Got it. More presidential word controversy today. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders in the last half hour or so now saying the president wasn't answering a question about Russian meddling when he said no after a cabinet meeting. A reporter had asked if Russia was still meddling with elections here in the U.S. The president answered no. But Sanders said at a briefing the president was saying no, not to that question, although he did follow up that no with more words about Russia.
1: Huh? Did you see the tweet from Richard Marx today? yes yes i uh, did very funny he he tweeted i misspoke i meant to say i wouldn't be right here waiting for you <laughs> <laughs> there were uh, there were yeah, many twitter of was on fire yesterday, yesterday.
4: <laughs> yes many of those last night that was pretty good but tweet of god uh
3: i thought tweet of god <laughs> won the day yesterday I, I don't think i can repeat no that i don't the think air, you but, can uh, either no. go ahead and check it you'll out you'll tell me off the air later yeah, that okay, was pretty good you. if you don't if you do not follow the tweet of god you are missing out
4: okay Meanwhile, the Russian woman charged with being an unregistered foreign agent who cozied up to politicians to infiltrate the U.S. political system apparently tried to swap sex for influence, according to prosecutors. The Red Sparrow scenario was unveiled in a memorandum by prosecutors that laid out reasons why they think 29-year-old Maria Butina should remain jailed until trial. Butina allegedly conspired with a Russian politician and a banker to push Moscow's agenda here in the U.S., In arguing that Boutina is a flight risk, prosecutors said her only tie to the U.S. is a personal relationship with an unidentified man, which they brand duplicitous, suggesting she was using him for her own means. According to the Washington Post, the man's description matches that of Republican operative Paul Erickson. Boutina appears to have treated it, according to the memo, as simply a necessary aspect of her activities. For example, on at least one occasion, Butina offered an individual other than U.S. person number 1, according to the memo, sex in exchange for a position within a special interest organization. Previously, the FBI said in court papers that Butina sought to establish relationships with a gun rights organization. They haven't been named, but a senior U.S. official confirmed it was the National Rifle Association. They have not responded come to repeated requests for comment. A truck hauling hogs crashed late this morning near Mankato. Pigs ended up walking around the highway, blocking traffic. The truck veered off the ramp shortly after 10... Was it sm- a hog pile? Uh, oh. <laughs> I could do puns. This is just- uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to report that to Joe. Yeah, The truck veered off the ramp shortly after 10 this morning. The ramp from westbound Highway 14 to southbound 169 in North Mankato. 20 to 30 hogs in the truck's trailer, according to Patrol Sergeant Troy Christensen. One person was injured in the crash as of about two hours ago. They still were trying to get all the pigs off
1: the road i had heard prior to that he was hogging all the lanes See? anyway See? you know what? oh
2: my okay guys that's, that's, just, <sighs> well, that's
1: just what i heard i'm just telling you what i'm just
2: telling
3: you what i heard well tom some days it's a hog eat hog world you know <laughs> okay no, okay that one, guys that one You're was just bad. bad yeah I know, I
4: know that one wasn't good no Chris. points awarded <laughs> hyvee inc announced it's recalling its hyvee spring pasta salad due to the potential it could be contaminated with salmonella the potential for contamination was brought to Hy-Vee's attention when about 20 illnesses happened in Minnesota, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Iowa. The voluntary recall includes Hy-Vee spring pasta salads in both the one-pound and three-pound containers produced between June 1st and July of 13th. Amazon's stock value reached $900 billion this morning for the first time, marking a major milestone in its uh, 21-year trajectory as a publicly listed company and threatening to dislodge Apple as Wall Street's most valuable commodity. After Jeff Bezos founded the online book-selling company in his garage in 1994, Amazon survived the dot-com crisis and then expanded across the retail industry. After announcing today that it sold more than 100 million products during its annual Prime Day sale, the company's stock briefly touched $1,858.88, giving it a stock market value of $902 billion. If you had purchased their uh, stock uh, back in the old days... Um, but what's an old day? Uh, 1997. Oh, if God. you bought one share of Amazon for $18... I'm not going to want to hear this, am I? One share for 18 bucks. That would now be worth $22,200. So then, of course, if you bought 10 shares, that'd be worth, for $180, you'd have spent 180 bucks. that would now be worth $220,000.
1: So Why didn't you, John? Proving once again, all <sighs> yes. good things start in the garage.
2: Is that, uh, that what this show yep. is yep. named? Yeah. He this solved is. the problem in the garage, Yes. got over the, you're crazy, you're nuts, hump, it's never going to work, Yeah. and now he's a zillionaire. Did
1: you just say nuts, hump? Because that sounded wholly inappropriate. Yeah, did I not yeah, so long enough? You should not year. fall. Getting you over should, the nuts. Yeah, you're doing, you're doing what? Hump. Just no, that a, you sounds you worse. Put a hump. comma in there, and <laughs> yeah, a okay, nuts half. hump is not also not good. <laughs> Amazon. Is, we're
2: off the rails now, Johnny. Stock. What else you got? <laughs> Amazon stock is high. <laughs> so if you purchased a one piece of stock at $18 <laughs> in close to the year 1987. 97. 97. 97. 97. 97. Yeah. I was 10 years Josh? off. Uh, it has been turned into 2,200.
4: 2,000? So no, 2,200. One. Oh, well, so it is
2: okay. up.
4: Yes. <laughs> no, 22,000. You're right, <laughs> it was 22, Josh. 22,000. Yeah, Josh, 20, you were right. 22,000. Please 000. do
2: not test the experts.
4: <laughs> <laughs> A couple of uh, entertainment notes Netflix announcing today that recent Tony winners, Springsteen on Broadway, will be coming to Netflix. Show, I heard that's really really good. Yeah, well, I would love I'm to sure see that. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it is.
1: Anybody have any connections? I would love to go. Uh-huh. Well, you can
4: watch it on Netflix well, in December. That's not the same. The show currently is sold out, but you can get uh, you know resale tickets at about fifteen hundred bucks a pop if you'd like. Is it, uh, I tell- don't want to see it that bad, but I do you part see of it?
3: that conversation,
4: someone here was telling me that it was it Lori? one of those two, I, I, I the tall know. one or the short one. I can't remember which one. The special will launch globally on Netflix the same night as Springsteen's final performance on December 15th. At the end of the show's run, he'll have done 236 performances.
1: There's been some talk about taking that on the road, but he has not committed to that. No. Wouldn't that just be
2: touring? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, but he'd be doing the Broadway show like no at the Orpheum. Some, it wouldn't yeah. be. Like if, uh, what's the uh, Hamlet? Or not Hamlet, what's the other Hamilton, like if Hamilton. Oh came yes, in. Gotcha. yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, but it's yep. it's just him though. so it's. Not, There's no it's dual. Like just and one guy. There's anyway. no dual. Yeah. And, yeah. and right. to be okay. clear,
1: Hamlet and Hamilton are two different productions. Very okay. much. So so, yes. Two different
2: times too. Is that? <laughs> Once got music.
4: Yeah. And stuff. Gotcha. Uh, Billy Joel uh, will make it 100 performances at Madison Square Garden tonight. Uh, he's been in residence Go of, home. he know he's been in residence at the garden for nearly five years he plays once a month as wow. since 2013 says he'll keep doing it as long as people keep buying the tickets they,
3: does he sell out every show uh-huh. wow. every show
4: that's impressive Joel set the record for most consecutive performances by any artist at Madison Square Garden with 53 shows in a row. Uh, The New York State of Mind singer, who was born in the Bronx and raised in Long Island, told Anthony Mason his first show, though, at the Garden years ago was a major career highlight. He said his 100th show tonight will be business as usual, maybe with a few tweaks. He said we might change the songs up a bit, and there may be people who show up, friends of mine, and my crew might have something in store for me I don't know about.
2: So uh, Boy, I bet he'll be very disappointed if they don't. The pressure's on for them now. pressure is on, yeah. yeah. Why don't we take our break? Are we done? And we'll come back with uh, Mr. Real
1: quick, we were talking about the tweets before about the wouldn't yeah. uh, word. Steve Russian, one of my favorite writers from yes. Sports Illustrated, he had today's playlist, correcting yesterday's playlist, I wouldn't die for you by Prince, <laughs> I wouldn't walk 500 miles, the Proclaimers, and I wouldn't do anything for love by Meatloaf. Huh. These have all been changed <laughs> by proclamation, by executive order.
2: Will you indulge me for a moment, my friend? Absolutely. Let's try this test over again, okay? Let's see. This is only a test. Okay. Okay. Okay, that was only a test of the EAS system. I think the first one. Did not fire off. So let's just go right to Dave. We we had a little bit of dead air. It wasn't even Dave's fault. It was my fault.
1: (laughs) And Dave will tell us that there is no actual emergency, at least in the weather department. Right. That
5: is absolutely true. It's beautiful outside. Right now it's 82, Tom. We're heading for a high today of about 84. Rain starts to develop after midnight tonight. Excuse me. A little bit closer to the morning hours, probably between 4 and 5 a.m., is when those showers should start. And they're going to be on and off throughout the day. Possibly some heavy rain, maybe an inch or two falling here in the metro. 73 for the high tomorrow, so much cooler. 75 on Friday, rain ends in the morning, cloudy skies through the afternoon, but it dries out just in time for the weekend. We're talking high temperatures in the lower 80s with sunshine for both Saturday and Sunday. Right now, 82, Tom, and I have the records for the day. I knew you would. 101 on this date. That was back in 1940 and 49 in 1873. Wow. Yeah.
1: 49. You don't see that a lot in July. No. <laughs> um, and tonight for the Torchlight Parade and the 5K, Absolute, clear sailing.
5: Absolutely perfect. Should be beautiful.
1: Well, I, we thank you for that. You should be the Grand Marshal. <laughs> um,
5: yes. Well, good luck tonight, Tom. All right. Thank you, you're, Dave. You're running, I know. All Thanks, right. Bro.
1: Dave Dahl from the 5 Eyewitness News Weather Center.
2: Uh, you got big plans tonight, Rook? Uh, I have... It's uh, hump day. It's Wednesday. I've got a board meeting for a... a, a Charity that I'm on, I founded in 2009, so we have to do that right away at five o'clock, and then the rest of the evening is just i think we're going to go home and sit around.
1: Don't you like that? You can just tinker around the yard, the garage, perhaps.
2: Uh, yeah, I had my youngest son mow the lawn today, so the lawn should be looking good, and then uh, we'll just see. There's there's nothing to do, which is a good thing.
1: Don't you don't you like that? I this whole week, I I wish I have a lot of fun things going on, but you know sometimes you just want to go home and just kind of.
2: Yeah, Chill. or somebody needs you to do something, or you gotta. It just it's nice to just sit. I, I, like I have sit.
1: things going on every night. I thought I had some free time tomorrow night, and then there's a little going away thing for somebody down in the newsroom tomorrow night at some local brew pub that okay. I've got to make. Imagine a that stop the, at.
2: the newsmakers finding a a, <laughs> uh, a watering hole somewhere. Yes, and uh, you know tonight I've got the
1: the five k, and last night I had dinner with my sister and. Forget what it was the night before that, but every Coomer. night there's something. Oh, I was out with, yep. with Coomer the night watching the Home Run Derby, yep. and thanks for reminding you me. What else? Of I what I did, your life? and then uh, and then Friday night, what have I got going on? Oh, I want to go out and celebrate my sister's one year anniversary. You know, my sister has uh, been battling ovarian success, cancer. Success story here, and she's uh, was declared cancer free about a month ago after six months of sheer. Cancer treatment hell. I think I either saw
2: that on your Facebook or Instagram page. So greet her for. uh, So so she's she's doing great,
1: but you know it's always a battle. Ovarian cancer is very insidious, and she will every three months has to go get checked again. And so uh, you know, but doing great as well as can be expected right now. She's feeling good. She looked great last night. So we're gonna go celebrate her one year anniversary on Friday, and then I think I'm gonna go boating on the Saint Croix. Ooh, Doctor Hauser would
2: not like that. Boating could be very uh, dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I've covered
1: some. I don't want to remind you of I've your father. Yeah, I've had some kids who've nearly drowned. You know, you <laughs> yes. stay away from water yes. at all costs. Oh, it was. That's what I grew up with, Rook. You know, you couldn't. There were, oh, by the way, there were no guns in our house. Okay. Uh, you know, he did. We did spirit. Uh, we did sneak a slingshot or two. Ooh. And the old I'll shoot an uh, eye out. And, and the old wrist rockets. And but yes. we couldn't have BB guns. We couldn't have guns. Oh my gosh. We 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 would fish. And, uh, and we would, could actually use hooks. He would let us. Uh, the,
2: but he would have to, what, bait the hook for you? Yes, or he would. With those he would. doctor's hands. You probably had Georgie <laughs> Costanza, he had the hot pads on. I, I can't ruin these hands, uh, gang. We got to. He had robotic hands that would get <laughs> yes. in there and do it.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> that if, anybody out there listening who had a uh, father or a mother who was a doctor probably knows exactly what I'm talking about, especially if they spent more than 10 minutes working in an emergency room. <laughs> Every you know, but, but in an emergency room, People come in for the craziest things. So yeah. you could almost rule out you can't have anything. We were joking about You can't have any
2: candy. They'll give you a tummy ache and send it to the yeah, ER. That's yeah. right. You can't Bad have fact. a scissors. You right. know,
1: you might, it just, it goes on and on. But yeah, it's, uh, anyway, how, oh yeah, cause we're, so we're going to go boating. My dad used to love to boat. He would, he had a, my, this was the funny thing about my dad. We had a fishing uh, motor, a Johnson nine and a half horse. Okay. Fishing motor. But we didn't have a boat. We had this motor down in the in the basement and he would it was, so we'd go take it out to the car and then we would drive it to like Prior Lake or up what, to and, Brainerd and, find and a then, then, no, then you you'd rent a little aluminum craft and then we would hook it on there. He just didn't want to deal with having the boat, but he okay. wanted but okay. we had the
2: motor. <laughs> so he would go out to the middle of the lake and he'd say go jump in, guys. Or- Oh man! It It sounded like he was quirky. That is a
1: memory that just came back to me. Well, I think there was some practical uh, pragmatism there. You don't have to store a big boat. You just bring the motor into the garage or the basement. And then when you want to go fishing, you'd call up the local boat rental place. We'd bring out our motor. You would hook it onto the back. We had the gas can and the whole thing that, and rough we go. Can, yeah, yeah the red uh, gas can the flexi with the hose. Yes, or whatever, exactly. And, it, and uh, it, you know, maybe he was a genius before his time. I know so many people who go, where the heck am I going to store this boat? And they've got it, yeah, you know, on the side of their garage. Yeah, and then pretty soon they don't use it anymore, and it's just got weeds growing up around it. Mm. We never had that problem.
2: He did so, have that motor in the basement. You had huh? the motor. We're gonna go fishing. Tommy, was, go grab the uh, motor down there with your brother. Will you? it was. It took like three of the brothers. We had the three of us to carry it up. It was
1: big. <laughs> I mean, it was a nine and a half. It wasn't just a little tiny trolling trolling motor. motor. Yeah, it was a bigger yeah, this one. This thing, this thing had some. That's a heft. Yeah, heft. Heft might be a better uh, phrase for it. But yeah, he was crazy like a fox. Crazy like. I well, wonder
2: where he gets. I wonder where you got that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be back. this hump day edition of Garage Logic with the deputy mayor is about to come to a conclusion. You know what has really snuck up, Rook, is the British Open starts tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I know. i got to get my fantasy uh, golf picks in. And you know, I've loved watching the World Cup because they'd have
1: these games on in the morning here and they were later in the day out wherever they were and then you had Wimbledon and now you've got the, the British Open, you can get up in the wee hours. Uh,
2: I don't really do that. I kind of, you know, I'm not going to get up at what six a.m. or five a.m. to go ahead and watch the uh, the golf. But I, I do like uh, the last round. You know, because it's always on Sunday, so you yeah. can that one. I I would like to watch in the morning. And I think this is is this the twentieth
1: anniversary of the John Van uh, meltdown? meltdown? That was oh, wow. And you know what's funny about that quick story the the day of that that he had his worst round of golf ever. I had my best round of golf. Really? Southern Hills down in Farmington, standing on the 17th tee box with a friend of mine, John Brewer. Uh, just the two of us. He goes, "How's you know, if you power the next two holes, you'll shoot a 79. And, and what do you think I did? Uh, bogey, bogey. Bogey, bogey. Shot an 81. <laughs> I've still never broken <laughs> 80. thinking about it. I've you still never. thinking yeah, about yeah, it. But I still, you know, bogey, bogey, you know, for me is, these days is not bad. But that was the same day
2: Vandevelde totally collapsed. So. Oh, my gosh. I remember that. It was a... Uh, and he went, we didn't go back? or? Uh, oh, it was painful to watch. And the uh, highlights, there's a
1: documentary melted. about it. I forget where it is, but if you can find it, it is worth watching. So, Rook, this has been fun. Thanks couple for filling in. Yeah, a couple yeah. of days.
2: Don't let it go to your head. I won't.
1: I'll probably see you in about six months. I
2: will watch and for you uh, at in. issue on uh, Sunday morning. And tonight, truth test at 4.30 and 6. All right. All right. I'll be there. I'll right. tell the truth. 1,500 <laughs> ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. Sports Talk is going to be next. Currently, Dave Dahl reports a temperature of 82 degrees. Don't